0: time and maybe the last time oh. recording from my work. Right, I am currently standing in an actual, properly designed, soundproof cupboard. Gonna... And rather than the laptop being on the other side of my room, which it was in the now sold flat, oh. I'm I can I can touch the laptop. So if I need to like stop and start, wow. and look up some articles modern-day man you can give the listeners a little pet 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 absolutely so i get there's like soundproof foam above my head right it's uh completely surround sound but the only there's a slight kind of whirring of my laptop but that's because it's very old so yeah. i mean i make so tons I. of noise in, when we're we recording so hey yeah where are you I'm, I'm good you anywhere? are
1: you anywhere interesting no same room are you in a submersible no i'm not no? i feel no? like i feel like i probably would never be in one
0: um, Neither would I. We can, come, we, we can come back to that one, <laughs> especially if you told me I had to pay a quarter of a million pounds to be there. My goodness, like, you know, but if yeah. it meant I got loads of news coverage, then, uh, then yeah, sure, i will do it.
1: Even if you died.
0: Uh, I mean, that's the trade off. That uh, yeah, that's maybe you'd be
1: good point, right? Less fond of since since we're not actually talking about it, but we're kind of like alluding to it. How much money would it take? for you to do a thing that you knew had a 50% chance to kill you?
0: Oh, millions. Absolute millions. Yeah. Yeah. If it was, I know there was one which was like the M&M's test, which is, all right, you've got two M&M's here. One of them has is a cyanide capsule and the other one's an M&M. Yeah. How much money would you have to be paid to yeah. basically guess? I don't think I would take those odds, actually. Now I'm down thinking about it. No. Yeah. It's like, all right. This might this might be the end of my life, but uh, depending on how I feel, maybe I would just be like, "Yes, yeah, screw it, let's uh, let's do it." I would only do it if the amount of money
1: was proven to be enough to systemically change society. That's a good answer. <laughs> if I died, because <laughs> hmm. I'd be like, "Well, I'm dead." Well, I'd be dying, I guess. I'd be like, "Okay." <laughs> At least uh, things go- will get better from now on.
0: Yeah. Uh, you'd have to have a, a very... I need a good proof. Yeah. And you'd need lawyers who were absolutely certain that all the money that you were being paid oh, yeah, was going contract. to go where you wanted it.
1: Yeah, very, very good contract. Very good proof. Uh, that's about it. Yeah. Uh, net benefit. and uh, But as long as my name gets
0: erased from the history books as well, I don't want that.
1: <laughs> i have
0: yeah, Stop it. Uh, this week I have signed what's called a survivorship clause for the house that me and Graham are tantalizingly close to getting. Which basically means if either of us die, the other one gets the full house, rather than, oh, "Oh, you have to sell the house, and you have to give half the the share to Colin's relatives. Right. No, he he gets everything. So
1: Okay. That's good. Yeah, I didn't have to sign that, because if I die... (laughs) Cat gets everything. My cat can't get the place. (laughs) Why not? I don't know, I think... Seld as a legal entity. I yeah, get yeah. maybe maybe the lawyers could could work that one out. I suppose yeah, I'm sure they
0: could, but yeah, you need think... to have like a next of kin for you know to do Zelda's signature. Exactly, exactly. What on earth? She just like actually
1: almost fell through the blinds right then. I think she knows we're talking about it. Eh? Zelda, be
0: more careful. You have a house to inherit. I know. It's supposed to be the other way around. <laughs> mm. But yeah, that's been a monumental stress, as you can imagine. You're getting there. I uh, would say the last. Time I had a good sleep was probably May. That's a long time ago. (laughs) In all honesty. That's a long time ago. Probably the last episode we did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Which has been not great. Hopefully more good sleeps as soon as you move. If not sooner somehow, magically. Well, well, that's the idea, but... It's just been like a truckload of things that have gone wrong in very quick quick succession. It all happens at once. Plus, it was Happy Father's Day last week. That always makes me anxious. Oh, was it? Oh, no. Oh, yeah, it was. I clearly didn't send any
1: messages, did I? Mm. No,
0: no, no. (laughs) Nope. Okay, that's fine. Makes two of us. Uh, And then add in like (laughs) selling a flat moving vans and driving across the country just to unload everything and put in your three different locations to just have to do it again 10 days later and attempting to buy a house in the middle of a mortgage slash interest rate crisis and to right you've got your deal though top it all off i started crying in front of my boss this week so yeah that happened was your boss insensitive and unkind
1: uh, he was, both. Wow, I'm so surprised. Yeah. I don't actually know your boss. The surprise there isn't personal. It's more of a... He does not listen to the show. Understanding of the
0: system. <laughs> and he clearly felt so bad he went out and bought everybody lunch. So <laughs> Can't apologise directly. I will apologise to everyone. Yeah. He messaged me in the middle of a, an online session we were doing because he could clearly see that I was very distracted and uh, right. sent a very a very short, a very curt Message to me on whatsapp basically telling me to pay attention oh my goodness. and uh, the next day i was nine minutes late because i was on the phone how dare you and uh clearly forgetting the fact that i have gone above and beyond for this company for literally years um told me off i said sorry i was dealing with more important stuff he did not take to that very well. How dare you, S- the I wage know.
1: slave, consider anything to be of greater importance than your work?
0: Exactly. <laughs> you know, screw your personal issues. You got to be here. We pay you for stuff. Who cares that you work? weekends? Unpaid. It's disgusting.
1: Everybody, everybody. There is still a class oh, for system. Sure.
0: Everybody forgets this. Yeah, I wasn't privately educated, so yeah. Outside, yeah. The, the row started again. <laughs> I started crying. He instantly felt bad. Lunch was bought. Good, good. Cry. Yeah. Good. It was needed. You should um, make more of a deal
1: of it, though. That sounds like a. This is like a reason to be even more upset than just a
0: lunch. Sounds like a formal email. But the thing is, this is the issue with. I might have said this before. Right. This is the issue with with a smaller sized company is that the let's say, the processes and the structures that you would have for dealing with, let's say, formal complaints in the workplace. HR. If you've... An HR company, sure. In a big <laughs> company, you've got that. You've got a whole department who can deal with these sorts of issues. Who want to protect your employer. Right. Whereas <laughs> when you have, a, a, let's say, a total number of employees that you can count on less than one hand... Right. ...those sorts of systems don't really exist. It's all just personal. Yeah. Yes. So it just means that... We avoid eye contact for a few days and right, we work in silence for maybe right. an hour, hour and a half before someone says, uh, round of tea, coffee, anybody? Tea? Yeah, the, the old tea forgiveness method. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I always just say no, even if I really want one. Of course. Nice. That's a power move. No, I'm fine. Thanks. <laughs> Back to work. (laughs) Headphones in. You don't get to do me a favor. You can't do a nice thing for me. I know you want to. It's not happening.
1: You only want to because it'll make you feel like I've forgiven you. Nah,
0: you don't get to manipulate me like that. And it goes back to this idea that I have of, actually, if I just work by myself or for myself, I don't need to have those conversations. Or I'll just join a really big company, do very little, nothing of consequence, get paid for it and uh, be fine with it. Realistic. So that's my options at the moment. Because at the moment I work hard and... Somebody doesn't thank you very much. <laughs> and somebody uh, yeah. buys lunch because I cried. Well, because they made you cry. It's not really the reward I was looking for, but, you know. No, you probably maybe. wanted some human understanding
1: that maybe sometimes things eclipse the importance of work.
0: Mm, especially like writing blogs. Imagine. Doing social media videos which are liked by four people. <laughs> it's all meaningless. <laughs> How's your big corporal job going? Oh,
1: um, I actually do have one. True. It's, it turns out working <laughs> Can we with... talk
0: about them or, is, or are you signed an NDA?
1: Well, I can't mention really, I don't know what I can, so I'm just going to not mention it very much. Okay. Um, Fair enough. Um, it turns out that working with corporations is frustrating. I'm sure. <laughs> For example, they said, we need this video. Here's the two things that need to be in this video. I made the video with those two things in it. I Mm -hmm. sent it for the review and they said, this video needs this third thing. Oh. I'm like, why didn't you tell me that from the start? (laughs) Mm -hmm. And it wasn't that they went to corporate and corporate was like, ah, this looks like there's room for more and we can squeeze more value out of this. They just forgot one of the things on the list of things that were requirements. Sellful. But, you know what? I get paid by the hour, so I made the, my my job longer and I got paid more. Did <laughs> you
0: up your rate because it was a big corporal? Nah,
1: no, nah, no, nah, no, nah. No, Why not?
0: Rinse it wasn't, boys. I'm not
1: interfacing t- super directly with the corporation. I'm getting a... Uh, I work for the person that is working with the corporation. <laughs> okay. Um. So I actually don't know how much they're paying... Uh. Probably enough to increase my wage, sure. but also, how do you do? How do you be like that? I mean, I could, I could just say, when we well, working for corporate clients?" Could I get more private? Mm-hmm. You know, maybe, maybe. I feel like I've just become more cynical. But no, I like I'm good at my job. I just get things done. I hit, that, I hit the goals. It's really annoying to hit the goals, <laughs> get a good job done, and then they're like, "Here's another one." <laughs> oh, this is not oh, not right? Room. We did. I've used every. I've
0: squeezed every inch of of uh, footage into this. There's not room for more. Well, this is where. I believe that if you're a good worker, if you're an efficient or quick worker, you actually, unless you are very strict with your time, you actually get penalized for doing a good job. So let's say, for example, there's you editing a video and there's me editing a video and we both charge the same hourly rate and the job takes me four hours and the job takes you one Right. I made way more money, but actually, you were better with your use of time, and you probably—in well, fact, not probably—you did a better job than me. So why <laughs> I mean, should you be the penalized were the for same doing quality? A, yeah, right. Uh, so why should you be penalized for being more
1: efficient? Well, yeah, efficiency is is uh, is, um, is only there to benefit the the owners of companies. That's one of the big problems with it, with the, the system that we have right now of mm-hmm. the wage slave system, um, wherein there's no real encouragement to get better at your job. Especially in more recent years where instead of like promoting people and rewarding people, companies are just always trying to slim down and therefore they'll just fire somebody and give you their responsibilities too or something like that. We see that right all the time. The company that promotes now is, is a bit rare. The company that rewards its its uh, employ, employees fairly is a bit rare. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, yes, yeah, so it would be completely unjust. In my case, I do get paid by the hour. So I, I honestly don't mind if... They come back and they're like, here's more requests. I'm like, You idiots. How did you how did you get that wrong? And then I just do the whole thing again. Okay. Um, and it's just like a mind-blowing aspect of how much of a waste the systems are. I don't know how like these big businesses do such a bad job of something so basic. Uh Uh-huh. And especially when there's like a 30 people on the chain of making the stuff. Uh, helping produce it, making the the requirements, putting it all together. There's so many people with oversight and there's still just these tiny little errors. Mm -hmm. It's such
0: a waste. There's a big company, sorry, a big media outlet who I'm going to call the uh, Shmimi She, Mm -hmm. where Mm -hmm. there is that similar issue, like hundreds of people doing a job or doing part of part of part of a job, where actually, if you just trim down the workforce, you'd have a much more efficient system. But because they've got to a certain that size... like slimming down. It's, it's almost impossible to <laughs> be fired from the shmimi So I actually don't know how you spell that. But that is <laughs> one, of, one of the issues. And actually, it was on the back of our last conversation, which was, is there a line or a point where in your career you realise, actually, I'm not this uh, yeah. fond of working as hard as I am... So how about I just get a really cushy job where I don't really do anything yeah. and get paid well for it? And is that a bad thing? And actually, I think just over the last few weeks, no, realised, actually, advantage no, of the I just don't want to try anymore. So...
1: Yeah, <laughs> I, no, because... Yeah, that's where I'm at. Because that's the thing. If, like, let's say random media corporation employs 40 people and they all do two hours of work over the course of an eight hour a day. Okay. Um, Because they get paid for it. Um, If... One of those people did the full eight hours, covered four people's work. The other ones would just get fired. There wouldn't be like, oh, now we can all do more work and produce more things and be more better. It would just be, ah, we have a chance now to fire people and save the budget. Um, So because there's that imbalance in power, there's there's no reason to just keep pushing to do better and better and better for the overlords who will who will not reward everybody equally and they will just find ways mm-hmm. to slim down and push more responsibilities. So yes, most corporations, I would assume, employ way more people than they need to, but it's because there is no system of adequate reward and incentive for people doing better these days. I don't think there ever has been, but there could be. True. But also, I would prefer a, I would prefer a system where we just trust people to do their job and we pay them, you know? Mm. And if they if their job takes two hours for the hour a day, that's fine. Yeah, job done. You know? Bring on the nuclear winter, that's what I say. Bring on... Yeah, man. Bring on, man. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I, what I would say is just, like, bigger taxes for the wealthy people. Sure. Which, to them, is probably worse than the nuclear winter. Also true. Okay.
0: Well... Difficult to segue from that into the show, but welcome, everybody. Seesaw Parade. How did we do that? Your beacon of hope. Excuse me. Filled with... We, that was horrible <laughs> opening. Filled with happy people who are glad to be alive. That's where we are. I'm eating cookies right now. I'm uh, standing Yum. in a cupboard, which um, does not have anything to eat. But there is pizza downstairs. Yum. It's been there for a couple of days. Oh, but... Okay, yum. So I'm going to get that when when I'm editing. If it's
1: been in the fridge for a couple of days, yum. If it's been on the shelf for a couple
0: of days... Less good. No yum. Okay, well, welcome to this limited edition episode of Seesaw Parade, because for the one and only time, I am in a... office special. Different wow. location. Office Parade. Oh, no. Which... I mean, it will literally sound exactly the same to you, so it doesn't really matter. I'm Colin, and James is over there. I am. And uh, the next episode will be even further We've away. You've got zero consistent views. It's fun. Yeah. You want to listen to my opinions? Because very few people benefit from them. But here we are, about to give several. <laughs> okay, you can get in touch with the show ceaseoperate at gmail.com. Thank you to uh-huh. Jesus Quick, Jesus Quick. Who liked one of our <laughs> tracks on SoundCloud? I'm not making that up. That's the actual uh, username. Jesus, quick, Jesus, quick. Thank you, thank you, Jesus. He's on his way. Quick. Okay. Apparently. <laughs> yeah. And uh,
1: or he's just a stellar performer.
0: Indeed, and also gets the job done. The Twitter is is uh, going in the bin. It's time for that site to die. So sorry. Are you moving? Are you moving on to Mastodon? I'm not actually not moving anywhere. I'm just deleting the Twitter because it's just only email. Yeah, if you want to get in touch, email. That's it. Because frankly, good. The Twitter was not getting anything in terms of engagement anyway. So dead platform. Unless dead you platform. Pay for the tick, yeah. If dead. You, if you paid
1: for the tick, We'd get a, the fake engagement. That would be
0: very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do that. No, no, no. Let's so delete the Twitter. Good. Bye. Cease operate so on Twitter. Thank you, everybody who has tweeted it over the years, but it's going. By I read it as well. Have you seen that? Yeah.
1: It's importing. It's getting bad and cringe. Oh, man. Oh, man. We had a good run on the internet there for a little while where things oh, were steady. Run. Only irrelevant sites like Tumblr... We're dying. No, even Tumblr is not what it used to be. Well, t- yeah, that's what I mean. It's come back, actually, because it went. It died when it did the, right, but the, the porn ban. The, and then it came back
0: when it did the unban. Is that... I mean, that's really interesting, because clearly they realized, oh, wait, a lot of people are clearly using this site well, for one specific reason.
1: The problem, actually, because like, this is not in the wrong order, the problem <laughs> isn't actually that the sites are all like holier than thou, uh-huh. and it's not technically like the shareholders don't want to see any boobies. It's that there was more there was more
0: than boobies um, on that platform. Let
1: me be clear. There was. I, w- I was. I mean, you was. Know, I was being hilarious. Um, Not speaking from first-hand experience. Right. Um, <laughs> the problem is that like um, the, the 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 payment processing companies don't want to deal with money associated with porn That's and other fair such enough. things. So if you want to make money on the internet, like we saw, uh, uh, OnlyFans had the same issue, right? They they had to mm-hmm. blow up because their payment processor stopped working with them. Yep. Um, which is kind of weird to me because banks and payment systems are incredibly unethical already. Sure. So what's wrong with a booby or two? Can we make that the title of the show? I know. How how come they're willing to work with? Any other, like completely unethical country, for example, completely unethical system, for example. Uh-huh. And nah, no, no boobs. We draw the line at Willy. I bet they work with like but, they work with with, with, with basically uh, enslaved people worldwide be- making money for mega corporations. Uh-huh.
0: They'll handle those corporations' money, but no no no. It's not the same, but we or rather I did a session, a training session on Monday for ExxonMobil. Oh right! Oh, okay, and yeah, yeah, yeah. This one's uh, Rocket League, you know, fossil fuel giant who made fifty-three billion last quarter. Yeah, and we had this discussion of of do we do we want to work with Exxon Mobil? And then, I mean, because it's obviously not my company, I did not have the say. The answer was yes, we are. <laughs> and the session was like three, basically three graduates in the comms team who just were very nervous about speaking to local press. And they needed some some confidence building, some practice. How do so I good? I did a session <laughs> of here's the words you use, here's how you say them, and here's how you answer questions. At the end of the session, they were like, that was great. You were really helpful. Thank you very and much. And when somebody says, what is the responsibility of oil companies regarding the climate
1: crisis... It's very easy to just not answer the question and instead say, the personal responsibility of each individual client of ours is to keep a track of their carbon footprint.
0: It's, well, it was more issues like, hey, this, this place in Cowdenbeath is very unhappy because there's a big flare going off at your site. You're burning a big ball of flame in the sky. Yeah. What's going on? And they say, well, there's lots of gas and there's a problem on the site, so we put all the gas in the sky. We've got to burn it off because it means that everyone's safe. Thanks. I said, well done, Tom Marks.
1: Yeah, it's, it's cheaper to burn the excess than to contain the excess. That will be three thousand pounds, please. Even though clearly burning the excess is worse for the environment, but it's cheaper. It's cheaper to burn it than it is to like set yeah. up good
0: ways to like store it, even if we don't really have a use for it. So this is and this is where it's it's kind of the same thing, which they is they call that off gassing, right? But if do they? I don't. I made that up. Sounds correct. If we had it, or if I had a personal choice of do I want to run a session for ExxonMobil, my instant reaction would be no. But then where do you draw the line? Do I say, oh, I don't want to do a session with uh, Graham Construction, your big construction firm who make a lot of money out of making buildings? Or do I want to not do a session with tenants because they make alcohol and alcohol is the biggest like, killer of people in Scotland? Yeah, or do I not do a session with this council because they're no, corrupt? yeah, these lines are hard to hard to draw. Or weird, or do I not do a, a session with the Scottish Greens? Which, by the way, I did a session with the Scottish Greens. All that right. was wild.
1: Why would you not do a session with them? I guess they like, don't like nuclear power. The action, no, I did. I
0: like, I did it. I uh, we yeah. did it with set with the seven MSPs from the Scottish Greens. All right, and it was ah, oh, I mean, it feels like a lifetime ago. It was only like all right, it was two weeks today actually, and ah very very intense just imagine seven politicians <laughs> all attempting to speak and counteract the points that you want to make <laughs> and i'm the one who's meant to like keep them all in line and teach them how to deal with the press right yeah in the space of five and a half hours ah would you say that they learned some things some of them did nice i'm gonna be very political some nice. of them did Nice. others said thanks for your input I'm gonna keep doing what I was doing. Alright. Oh, it's been working for me so far. Why fix anything? Yeah. Like the kind of people who I could have told them that the earth was round and they would still say, No, mate, Earth's flat. I don't care. Uh, it's all a matter so. of perspective though, right? Earth's flat on the universal yeah. scale. But I did really enjoy the session. It was it was good. Although I felt like the kind of sucking up to the teacher at the end saying, Well guys, look, it's been really fun. Oh no and ultimately. I really enjoyed it because I voted for you guys in the last election. So come on. <laughs> do a good job. And they're like, oh, 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 you're just saying that. Nope. And I you're literally like, no, did. No, look, I've
1: still got my polling card. I'll wait.
0: <laughs> yeah. Anyway. I don't know where we are in the show. Shall we just shall we just start? We're still and... doing the intro call Still doing the intro. We talked ah. about Twitter. That was the problem. And
1: then we talked about Reddit and then Tumblr and then other things. Okay. Let's talk about the
0: actual news and start. With the former first minister who, lo and behold, after we predicted it several months ago, got arrested.
1: Man, they took their time. I thought it was going to be like this that weekend. And then we had enough time to come back and say like, hey, look, it didn't happen. Ha ha. And then it did happen. (laughs)
0: Okay, so this is the news that Nicola Sturgeon, Scotland's former First Minister, this week returned to the Scottish Parliament for the first time since she got arrested. Wow. As part of, I know, into this investigation into her party's finances. So, she was questioned for more than seven hours. Mm -hmm. I believe it was last Friday. Uh, She was questioned by officers and then was released without charge. I bet she didn't recall so Uh, much. Indeed, indeed. She said to reporters she was absolutely certain she had done nothing wrong and stated that she would not be resigning. By wrong, does she mean wrong legally or ethically? Uh, Miss Sturgeon, of course, stood down as both party leader and first minister in March. And here she is. And of course, just after that, all the arrests of her husband and the treasurer of the the party So weirdly timed. Weird, weird timing. And then, lo and behold, she got arrested. But she's been released without charge, and she's back in Parliament. So, overall take on this, James? I mean, it's kind of,
1: it's, my take hasn't changed too much, really. Like, she had to get arrested. Really? Well, yeah, because it's the same. Like, she had to get arrested, the same as the other ones did, because that's how these investigations work. They all get arrested, they all get questioned, they either get charged or not. Um, they usually don't, right? The other two didn't get charged, so of course she wasn't gonna get charged. But she of course was gonna get arrested for it, you know, and, okay. and uh, get questioned. So my the overall take still hasn't really changed because we don't know much more about the investigation. Um we don't know whether the police are doing this in a competent way or whether they're doing it in a the media Incompetent way? isn't looking at us let's do things way. Um Yeah, yeah, yeah. And until we know more about that, it's hard to make a judgment. Like, it wouldn't surprise me if the SNP, like any other political party, were breaching the law with decisions they made. It wouldn't surprise me if they were breaching it and they got in actual trouble because mm-hmm. it turns out sometimes politicians can get in trouble for things. It wouldn't surprise me if they were breaching the law, but they got in no trouble because they are in the other class from us, the one that gets away with things that we shouldn't be that they shouldn't be able to get away with. Um correct. But it also wouldn't surprise me if it there was no actual breach of rules and it was just idiots doing idiot things. So, so um, that's but
0: just on that point, that this is where we need to know more about the police investigation and what they're exa- currently looking exactly. at. Exactly. Because at the moment it's a great headline, it's a great story. Yeah. But I don't really know exactly what's going on and frankly nobody does because all we know is they're investigating this money which was raised for a supposed independence campaign and as far as i know that's what they're looking into where did that money go yeah that's it right that's that's about as much as we know um
1: so uh, like it's hard to speculate beyond just what we would think about each case as it happens um until we start finding out more so yeah until then Nothing is surprising from this point because they are in the in the in the class of people who do stupid things sometimes legally sometimes not legally. Um, ethically, though, it sounds like it wasn't very good, and the ethics matter. You know, I don't think I'd be able to trust Sturgeon again unless she managed to prove how these monies were spent in an yeah. ethically accurate way um, compared to how they were pledged to be spent. But ethics isn't legals, you know. Yeah. Sometimes the law. It's unethical. Sometimes ethics aren't backed up by the law, so...
0: <clears throat> well, not points. There have been... Polls conducted. We love a good poll. Oh, and uh, polls, her hmm. personal approval ratings have fallen by 38 points. She's on minus 18. Oh, I bet she can't sleep. Oh, no, I can't believe it. I bet she's just And also the despairing. latest poll for panel base suggested that Labour, for the first track, first time since uh, 2010, would be on track to win more seats than the SNP in a Westminster election ah. with uh, Mr... Hamza Youssef's party, who's the new first minister, projected to go from 45 seats to 21. So Labour benefiting from all of this. Wait, so more, more Scottish seats in Westminster? More Labour seats in Westminster than the SNP. But they've already got that. No, they don't. SNP is, in terms of from Scotland... S&P are the biggest... That's what
1: I mean, Scottish seats
0: in Westminster. Oh, sorry, yeah, you're correct. So more Scottish seats would be represented by Labour than currently, which is basically yeah, all yeah, yeah, s yeah. bar a couple of exceptions. Uh, yeah, but at the same time... It doesn't make a difference. It doesn't make a difference
1: who represents us in Westminster. They don't care about us. True. They they just don't. But but it would mean. I saw I saw I saw a video. I can't remember when it was actually originally, but I was reminded of the video of some random MP from a Tory party making a joke about suggesting
0: that Scottish people all get deported again. Oh really? How about that? Yeah yeah yeah. Okay. Anyway, th- I don't know what's next for this whole case. I'm sure we will find out. Uh, when the police inevitably arrest someone else or if they go back and they charge someone. But as I've talked about, we we have seen the crime prosecution get things wrong in the past. Big things, yeah. With yeah, yeah. prejudiced arresting and charging of people, yeah. most high-profile owners of rangers, where they were arrested, they were charged... The case completely fell apart. It turned out it was based basically on bias. Mm-hmm. And uh, then the Rangers owners were given millions of pounds in compensation because the Crime Prosecution Service had basically Man. Uh, just trumped up charges against them. So
1: imagine yeah. if St- the Sturgeons or the Sturgeon family, uh, because they obviously the other ones are Murrow, because uh, I definitely remembered that from the get go. Anyway, imagine if they got paid millions in compensation. They could buy so many motorhomes. They could. They buy as
0: many as they need. They could have one each. That's crazy. They could buy a driveway to put the motorhome in as well. Rather than just leaving it on somebody's mother's driveway. (laughs) Anyway, let's stick with the political stuff. And as often happens with this show, a lot happened whilst we were away. And it all kicked off when Boris Johnson... Oh, man. (laughs) They're going down south now. Boris Johnson announced his honors list because when you're uh an outgoing prime minister you can submit basically a list of people that you want to make sirs and dames yeah and obe's and
1: cbe's oh man and it has been happening for like yeah the last two
0: prime ministers it's a it's a age-old tradition age-old tradition and he submitted this list And what was interesting was that a couple of people who had been nominated were rejected by this panel. One of them being Nadine Doris, which I thought was hilarious, by the way, who then instantly resigned because she was very aggrieved that she was not being made a dame or a peer or something. Whatever, yeah. (laughs) But followed by that, after a couple more Conservative MPs did the same thing, fell on their sword and decided, actually, I'm I'm not doing this anymore, Boris Johnson announced that he was to stand down immediately as a conservative mp after the report into party gate well yeah he got he got a, he got a preview he got a preview of it and he, he quit before the actual one came out correct so the timeline of of results results the timeline of events here is that he was given this advanced copy about 5 days before everybody else <laughs> he saw it <laughs> Why? and he was like all right that's bad for me bye i'm out of here <laughs> So he, which is like not allowed, but go for it. Yep, yeah, he claimed that this committee, which is cross-party by the way, had driven him out. It's a witch hunt he called it a witch hunt. It's a witch hunt, Colin. Listening to his friend Donnie taking revenge for Brexit, <laughs> reversing the 2016 referendum result, despite the fact that this committee, by the way, was made of I believe four Conservative MPs, and the other three were different parties. <laughs> and he also called it a kangaroo court. Oh, yeah. He attacked. Rishi Sunak's government oh, yeah, all blamed weak. him for rising taxes oh, just... and not being conservative enough. Right, because that's been going so failing well. Failing to make the most of Brexit. And then, at the very end, he said he was sad to be leaving Parliament. Oh, bet. Then with a hyphen, at least for now. At least for
1: now. But even, I guess, immediately taking a job at whatever
0: newspaper. Right, so he quit. That was the first thing that happened. Then few days later, after everybody gave their eulogies, the MPs and the public got to see said report. Right. And the MPs had to then vote on the report. Did they agree with the findings? And the findings were that Boris Johnson, shock upon shocks, <gasps> did indeed what? lie to politicians huh? in the Boris? Houses of Commons what? and deliberately misled them no over way. lockdown uh... parties.
1: No one liar lied more.
0: What? Yeah, so with 354 votes to seven, the Commons voted in support of the report, which found that Mr. Johnson had committed repeated offences when he said, and I still can't believe he said this, "Covid rules had been followed at Number 10 <laughs> at all times," despite the fact that there is now a mountain of evidence that that was not true. There were WhatsApp messages and emails we and all photos and videos. Wasn't. Oh, that man. showed that Mr. Johnson was aware of all these things and still he went out and brazenly just lied in the commons. And this report has found that, yes, that indeed was the case. See, this is one of those situations where, talking about efficiency, I feel like things could be a little bit
1: more efficient with these situations. in like, when Boris says we, we abided by all the rules and there's a video that shows them not doing that, I feel like you can have, like, a very quick judgment. Like, oh, you're a liar, and then kick him out. And then Mm -hmm. also investigate it in full afterwards. Right. Instead of several years late, not several. A long time. Some time later, finally getting to the end of it, after he's had even more time to damage the nation, you
0: know? This was backed by a lot of senior conservatives. We had Tobias Elwood, for example, who did vote to back the report. He said this was an important and symbolic day Bringing to conclusion a very difficult chapter in British conclusion. politics. Conclusion. That's the key word for it. Right. Him. But yeah. we had other former PMs, for example, Theresa May voted for it, Penny Mordaunt w- voted for it. Uh, she was the one who carried the sword. That seems to be her, her thing at the moment. Right. But lots of people, I think 220, either abstained or just didn't vote including Rishi Sunak, the current prime minister. Oh,
1: that's so, so weak.
0: <laughs> yeah, so clearly there is a split of people who, who would agree with Johnson that this was some sort of kangaroo court and, yeah, they were just out to get him, but clearly a lot of conservatives nah. who say, nope, bye-bye, Johnson, and good riddance. you got to assume that the people who believe it's a kangaroo court would have voted No. You got it. I think all the ones who abstained are just weak. So, so why wouldn't they have voted? There were seven people who voted no. So why didn't the other two hundred? Because they don't no? want, like, the Daily
1: Mail to come out in like a year when they're backing Boris again and be like, "Look who was anti-Boris. Ah. Look at all these anti-Boris." MPs. Keeping their options open. They also took part in the whole system against Boris and therefore
0: against you. Yeah. So essentially, but by the like, way, it's, it's a lot. Sorry, the the end result of this report, which was yeah. a recommendation that Mr. Johnson would be suspended from the comments for 19 19- days which would mean that he would then have to have had a by-election anyway so there would have to be him standing for his party again doing all the voting things again and he just decided Uh, uh, nah uh, i'm done so he's away i'm
1: too embarrassed so a man who has previously been fired for lying has now quit his job for lying um going all the way back to the honors list he he also
0: is giving peerage to some random woman Well, he's giving... Did you see this one? He's given things like OBEs and CBEs to people in his own comms team. I think there's a 28-year-old who's being made an OBE or an MBE, which is laughable, by the way. I thought there was like some 20-something-year-old who's getting a lifelong peerage. Yep, that may well happen. In fact, I may have it here. Yep, there is a peerage being given to his chief of staff, Dan Rosenfield... Uh, and a CBE, yep, to Jack Doyle, his former head of comms, both of whom were in the office during the Partigate era. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Like, the, the, his honours list was embarrassing and bad, and it should have been chucked out, Um, just like he should have been chucked out years and ago. Sunak is incredibly weak for not just chucking yep. everything Boris has touched out the window. And
0: OBE is being given to Sarah Von Brown, who was Johnson's wife's press advisor. Mm Mmm, she definitely deserves an OBE. Take to the streets, people. I mean, granted, all of these titles,
1: except getting a peerage, of course, because it actually has power still, are completely meaningless uh, tokens. Meaningless, absolutely. Uh, But the the fact that... prime minister is able to give people like a proper full-on lifetime job as making as a decision maker in the country is disgusting it is, it is. and yep. especially when the prime minister is a bad one and uh, which i guess most of them have been for as long actually all yeah yeah all of them have been for as long as i remember um so so all of these things should be chucked rishi sunak it's there's no excuse for him to be as Nothing about this. Okay. What's he? What's he saying? What's he doing? He's not. He's not like coming out in favour. He's not coming out against. Well, he's doing nothing, and
0: it's it, it's bad. There's a couple more. So Jacob Rees-Mogg is now going to be Sir Jacob Rees-Mogg. <laughs> I didn't know that one. Yeah. Oh man. Gets worse. I bet he came. Shitty sh- <laughs> <laughs> shitty Shitty <laughs> Disgusting. Shitty Chatel. It's now Dame Shitty Chatel. Oh man! And one more for one more for good measure. It's
1: genuinely just like titles for your friends. Yes, it's a a little
0: party game for the toddlers. One more, Michael Fabricant is now Sir Michael Fabricant. (laughs) It's that's terrible. It's absolutely terrible.
1: Please, if anyone out there isn't from the UK or maybe isn't familiar with Michael Fabricant, just Just Google Google him. Just Google him.
0: Uh, It's like, that is disgusting. So, on the back of that, there was only a handful which were essentially rejected, one of which was he tried to knight his dad, Stanley. So, that got rejected, and apparently then Boris and Rishi had a bit, bit of a falling out about that, but frankly, I don't care, because that's terrible. The fact that you can do that, you can be a prime minister who lied... To the entire country, repeatedly. And on your way out, you get a wee parting gift of, oh yeah, do you want to make some people sirs and dames and give them lifelong jobs? (laughs) Make all your friends significant. And add some letters to their names, even if they've done absolutely nothing to deserve it and they're still in their 20s? Sure. (laughs) Totally fine. Two-tier
1: system. Two-tier system. Take to the streets. Violent revolution. Yeah, it's uh yeah, right. Anyway, Boris is kind of uh, out, but he's hinting he's wanting to give it another go someday. But for now he's working at a newspaper and getting paid a lot yeah. of money already. Which is also something he's not allowed to do. <sighs> he's not allowed to do that after being an MP for like a couple of years. Oh, really? Yeah, on the way on his way out the door he broke more rules. He wasn't allowed to resign but like he's, do- he did. he's doing it already? He's not allowed to take the job that he's taken. Unless he hasn't taken it. It might have been an offer that wasn't
0: fully confirmed. I mean, um, I mean, he could literally do what he wants. What's going to happen? Nothing. Yeah,
1: he, he wasn't allowed to say all those things like kangaroo court and disparage the committee and all of that. So he, he breached more rules on his way out the door. Like, but the fact, if, the fact is that our system is so based on honour instead of actually rules that he probably will be able to come back very easily. I think he's suggested he wants to run for mayor of London again. Which
0: sounds very bad for London. I think he'd probably win as well because he's just, it's the cult of personality. Surely people, I I don't have any confidence this would happen, but surely people's memories are long enough that if he did go Uh, for it, he would lose soundly. I
1: think so because London, the voters in London aren't, super conservative unlike some other more affluent areas of the UK yeah I think I think London for one of the one of the cities, the affluent cities a lot of the voter base is not uh, conservative and also not super affluent so there's enough of a population that if any other media tried to encourage people to vote then it might not go Boris's way yeah but no I guess come back to the podcast in two years time see what's happening with Boris <laughs> I hope it takes that long, at least.
0: Right, James, there's been one story which has been dominating the news internet. headlines all news. week. And yeah. internet, yes. Yeah. And no, it's not the missing 500 migrants on the boat in Greece. No. It's the five uber-rich people who went in a tube... And went very deep and imploded. Yeah. It's, That's what the happened. The response is telling, indeed. Yeah. So let's give you, for those of you who've been living perhaps in oh a tube, the summary of what's been happening here. So on Sunday last week, Oceangate, who are uh, an extreme tourism company, mm-hmm. launched their craft called the Titan. A submersible, mm, a small which,
1: submersible called the
0: Titan. Yeah, a s- submersible called the Titan, which has, uh, I believe, one window. They really thought about that and one. Was controlled by a Logitech game controller.
1: Sorry. Did you know that the window is at the toilet side of the ship?
0: Really? Yeah, that's hilarious. Sounds like the great way.
1: design planning. Anyway, the toilet is a is a bottle that you pee in.
0: There were. What about the uh, if you need more than a pee? The toilet was a bottle that you pee in. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Sorry, yeah. Let's let's you know. Let's be respectful Sorry to here. the toilet. So these yeah. were five people who got on said tube to go down and see the Titanic, and they were all paying quarter of a million pounds for a seat in the tube, and on the Sunday. Well, no, I think three of them paid for it. One of
1: them owned the company, well, one and of one the of writer. them was like the employed the employed in quotes pilots, like the right. Titanic expert type person. Yep. Yeah. So I think I think there's I think there's only maybe there's four maybe the pilot pays as well I'm not sure about that one but at least three of them pay a quarter of a mil for this
0: yeah so essentially what happened is they got a tube they went into the ocean and on the Sunday afternoon all comms navigational and uh, transponding equipment was lost well no they they text they text once per
1: fifteen minutes that's that's their that's their comms they text wow okay even underwater does that work. Apparently, and uh, that oh. surprised me too. Um, yeah, wow GPS, no no, but texting, absolutely. Okay. Um yeah, their their check in system was a was a was a text every fifteen minutes. Anyway that stopped.
0: So yeah, on the Sunday, that's what happened, and then it seemed like every nation in the world crazy man. Including our one here, mm-hmm. wanted to get involved to find these five numpties in a tube. Aye. And so they'd gone down about I think Titanic is twelve and a half thousand feet on the seabed. Two kilometres-ish, let's just say. Right, Two, so it's two kilometres down. Aye. Is it? 2,000 metres? No, that's way more than that. It's 12,500 feet, man. I don't know. Anyway, it's a long way. Hang on. 3,000... So, three kilometres. I'll say three, I just three <laughs> okay. instead. I just made a number up that was big and <laughs> under the water. Three kilometres down. I'll Google it. And uh, I'll yeah, lots worry. of boats were in the area and the Navy were being called out. And everybody was getting involved fishing vessels, research vessels, big warships. Everybody was in on the act, and suddenly it was a race Four against time. Kilometers. Four kilometres. Do
1: I hear five? Four kilometres. Four kilometres down. That's it, no,
0: three, three point eight. 3.8. Right. And you essentially, go. what happens for those of you who are unaware the deeper you go, the pressure of the amount of water above you increases. And long story short, it's very heavy. Water very is very heavy. heavy. If you go under a lot of it, you die. <laughs> yeah. yeah, correct. Simple. And so they all were like rushing out to find this tube, and people were like, "Oh, f- they only got forty hours of oxygen left. Oh, well, they've only got twenty four hours left. Oh, well, they've only got ten hours left." And uh, the clock was ticking. People, some people on boats said, oh, we we can hear sounds, we hear knocking sounds, and everyone thought, oh, oh yeah. they're still there, they're just knocking every so often. They're
1: suffocating to death, slowly suffering and, and yep. arguing with each other about how to get out of a, a, a thing that has no door, that they actually yep. can't even open from the inside, even if they were on the surface. Cannot.
0: They would have died if
1: they were on the surface.
0: I know. It had to be drilled open from the outside, that's how you get out. So after i think five maybe four days so it was thursday when this or maybe it was thursday yeah thursday morning when it was confirmed (laughs) they finally got an rov one of these robots down to the site of the titanic and within like a couple of hours they found all the bits of the submersible so they found the rear part of the door they found part of the Uh, propeller and they instantly said right well sorry folks game over they imploded. And sure it enough imploded. the Aye. Navy at that point. I don't know why this wasn't said to start with, but maybe it's because they didn't want to give people hope. Well, Hold on, hold on, hold it on. It
1: wasn't said publicly,
0: yeah. So the US Navy then said, Oh yeah, S- sorry folks. We did hear a noise that was consistent with an implosion on Sunday. And uh yeah. We heard that one over with our, our sonar. We, we used that. As a basis of oh, clearly the submersible is somewhere in this area, rather than thinking yeah. oh maybe it just exploded. Sorry, imploded at that point. Nah, they told the
1: rescue operation the uh We heard an implosion, maybe, but it's, we can't be sure. So go check. Can't be sure, right? So they because they can't be sure, right? So they went to check. So like they didn't say we heard a noise, and that means that they've landed on the but, on the ocean bed. But implosions uh, are pretty loud. That's the whole well, point. Under the water, it's not super loud, I guess.
0: Well, it's loud enough it that they picked it up. It travels
1: very well in water. They had the they had the ability to pick it up. Yep. I'm sure they they had the, all the individuals in the room are like that's an implosion. They're dead. <laughs> but I'm also sure that legally or the rules dictated that they can't actually declare it
0: until there's it. visual yep, confirmation. Until you've got evidence. Fair enough. And it turned out then that all the stories of, oh yeah, we heard knocking, was probably just from other ships in the area. Yeah, which always happens, yes. Rather than from the Titan. Or there's going to be a bunch of conspiracy theories from now on. I'm sure this will spawn dozens, because of course they were asked, okay, what chance do we have of recovering the bodies? And the guy in charge was like, probably zero, because it's very unforgiving down there. Well, yeah. I don't know physically what would happen in an implosion. I did try and find this out, because I have a very macabre, uh, sense of curiosity. Right. But I don't know.
1: I think I, I don't know what would
0: happen. Like, literally, what would have happened... Survive
1: that kind of pressure? They would have had, like,
0: a crack in that submersible and then just, what, all of a sudden, instantaneously, it just goes oh, poof?
1: instantaneous.
0: Yes. So the,
1: they would have been dead before they had time to, like, flinch. Really? Like, they wouldn't have even been scared. Like, if I was... If oh. I was in a submersible and I was going to die, implosion is the pick. Maybe, it's like... how you'd want to go. Maybe... You don't want to, like... Run out of oxygen, suffer from, like, breathing carbon dioxide, because your body's response to that is, like, pure fire and pain. Terrible. Um, but, like, maybe something like flooding the chamber with nitrogen, which we can just die from breathing very peacefully, you know? But if, of all the, like, really? what? Because it's not carbon dioxide. Our body only knows it's running out of oxygen okay. if we're breathing carbon dioxide, I think. Um, Fair enough. Because brains are really stupid. Um so, yeah, of all the ways to, that they could have died, I would say that not suffering for four days and just blink of an eye implosion, away they go. Um, that's the way. Uh, um, and obviously, right. human life, tragic. Five of them, tragic. One of them was like a kid, actually tragic. That guy, 19. who knows, could have actually made a difference in the world. Studied in Glasgow. Um, apparently, his friends thought he was a lovely dude, right? That is that is horrible. And cutting life short, bad. Um, I would say, though, um, I'm preempting this. I'm just going on my own thing here. Yeah. Go. The 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 response on the internet has been less than charitable and nice to this event. Lots of jokes, lots of memes.
0: Well, it's it's sorry, it's just just before we get into that because even the the tone in which we're discussing it, I'm sure it's pretty clear how I feel about the unbelievable amount of coverage this story has been given, well, which we're is doing frankly, it too, right, because it's a unique thing. 5 Yes. Right, but it's but it's worth discussing, frankly, not so much for the issue, but more the reaction to it because People go missing in the sea every single all day. The time, every day. But yeah. because this was particularly novel and it was it was the Titanic as well, so it's got its own significance. Oh Titanic claiming it blah was blah. Clickbait. But also yeah. the fact that the response this got, both from the media, but also from just, just the ships, industry. <laughs> governments, countries who all were fighting to get involved the money
1: spent on the rescue effort.
0: The amount of ships in the area who were all attempting to help why is this not being shown to, as I talked about at the start, and I genuinely am like angry about that? This angry, yeah, full on. ship Raging. in the Mediterranean, where at least 100 children were in yeah. th- essentially the hold of this ship, which, by all accounts, lost power off the coast of Greece, sat idling for five or six hours, and then at some point in the early hours, sunk. 78 people are confirmed dead, 500 are missing. A hundred of which are children, and that has barely barely yeah. Why is there like not an equal if not obviously? Being covered by the press, let alone being response. given the kind of response that this tube yeah. got that really yeah. really makes me angry.
1: Yeah, I would say I would say press coverage is the same story as always. The same story as like why Ukraine war gets more like of attention than any other sure. war. You know, white um, people. I can understand why the press clickbaits everything because we've got a system where the press needs to make money and it's make they make money through people clicking and we only care about novel things. Um, the the government response to this the 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 amount of resources spent. Uh, being so unequal is just another indicator oh we're gonna say it again sorry everyone of the two-tier system that we live in sure five people of wealth billionaires of different amounts of wealth go missing the world responds by wasting a bunch of money on a doomed search which was never gonna work sure hundreds of people res- like go missing at sea every other day barely a response don't care Maybe, maybe the Coast Guard goes and looks. Maybe some volunteers go and look, you know? Horrible injustice and inequality. Because, big picture, five people either paid money or owned a company to take a risk. So, people paid money to go on this thing and risk. The other one ran the operation to do a thing, take a risk at sea. They died at the same time. Whenever there's a migrant boat sinking, every single one of those people paid money, probably a greater amount of money that they had like comparatively to take a risk at sea. They paid somebody to operate that and run the risk for them and they also died. The response to both of these things should be absolutely the same. The resources spent on each individual should be absolutely the same if we are pretending that we are an equal society. I think anger is completely the right response when you see this group of people getting so much more resources when especially when their death was yep as good as confirmed on the first day for sure to go ahead and waste all those resources anyway is just unethical when we sit by and watch so thousands of people die every year in similar not similar but in a, in in other uh, oceanic tragedies. Yeah,
0: I do want to talk very briefly just about the actual company itself, Oceangate, who have come in now for... Disgusting company. Right, for a huge amount of stick from everybody, including James Cameron, who directed the Titanic movie. From everything, from former employees who have said, hey, we raised concerns about this titan being completely unsafe to the company itself coming out to say yeah we didn't get the submersible certified because we knew it wouldn't pass we don't like safety regulations you know that's safety regulations hamper
1: in innovation and just like oh yeah just, sure it, it, no because even that you hear it every day about it's this libertarian idea of i should be able to do what i want because the law shouldn't control me and i should be able to just innovate so long as I'm not harmed, and then like when other people are harmed, it's like oh a tragic accident. Let the government sort it out, though, which is what happened here: tragic accident of a bunch of libertarians who are breaching the rules and doing what they want. Uh-huh. Uh What did it, who what what did they do immediately? They ask for a whole bunch of government response because. All of these free market people, all of these libertarian people, as soon as things go wrong, they expect the system to come help them. But when they can get things right, they don't want the system to benefit from them at all. And they don't want the system to be involved with them at all. So there's a huge amount of like, ironic justice around the whole situation. The, I, when I'm saying that the Internet wasn't charitable, I think obviously it wasn't charitable. I think clearly I, mean, I think it's it's not fair enough to not be charitable about this though? no it, that's the, that's the natural response uh-huh. in the world that we live in right now, because think back to the pandemic right well sorry just, sorry just, sorry, just, just before you go
0: back because i again, if you okay. can tell, I wasn't particularly sympathetic about this story no no
1: i've got i I've, I've got sympathy for a, a very young life getting cut short because of the pressures of their life for sure um, yeah absolutely. People paying, paying, paying to do something super risky and dying. I don't, I don't have the bandwidth to care. There's a lot of tragedy going on all the time. I've got, a, I've got a small brain. This is of equal import to me as any other individual person lost at sea. If I don't care about all of them, I don't care about these guys. So I don't care about these guys because I can't care about all of them. It's just not feasible to care. I care about them all as a collective, the victims right. of society. Um. But think back, we're looking at a bunch of rich people dying, paying to die. I think it's not all of them are rich, not all of them paid to die, but this is like the summary. Rich people paying to die. Think back to the pandemic, when all of us were dying and suffering, everyone's suffering. What did the rich people do? They made... Billions. They made trillions. They bragged about record profits. They hiked prices. They were doing everything they could to gain from our tragedy, the world's tragedy. When some rich people die, who's going to care after that's our experience of rich people? The average human being on earth right now, their experience of rich people is just evil, money-grubbing killers. So why should we care when rich people die? We, sh- we just can't. You can't expect the in- all of society to be sympathetic to rich people dying when, when we were dying, they profiteered. You know, you, we don't have this. And, and I think it should be a sign to all of the people of wealth. It should be a sign to all the people of power that there's a serious problem that needs addressing. Because I think in a good society... In a well-balanced one where people are being fair and ethical and kind, rich people dying would be a tragedy and people would be upset about it. In a world where rich people weren't seen as villains because they are villains, mm-hmm. them dying would have actually garnered sympathy. There wouldn't have been all of these memes.
0: Sure. Ju- just by virtue of talking about money and things happening on the water, I'm going to briefly touch on a story we're going to talk about later, which is this Australian travel firm who... Were previously in charge of handling COVID quarantine hotels, have been handed a £1.6 billion contract to essentially handle the UK's new floating asylum accommodation barges. The
1: accommodation, because we aren't processing asylum requests fast enough. So instead of actually just employing more people to do it a bit faster, we're going to spend... How much money
0: on putting them on a barge? On a barge. For the next two years, £1.6 billion. £1.6
1: And also, How the, the, big are the
0: barges? This was not put out for competition. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And it, just a deal was made. No competition, no bidding, no anything. Deal, deal was made. made. This is so dirty. So, yep. I don't know. I think the barges, let's upper estimate. I believe we know one of them can accommodate 500 people at once. Upper estimate. The other barges are a bit bigger, maybe. Two thousand people in total. Let's be generous. Five thousand people in total can be accommodated on these barges at once. What is the daily spending on each individual that is being housed for the for the for the overall contract to be one point six billion? There is no way. And this is a conservative government who's always talking about doing things you know cheaply, cost cutting, austerity, being sensible. There is no way that it is not just cheaper to speed up the asylum process than it is to do this stupid plan and it is just again the mistreatment of impoverished people people who are in danger who are trying to flee to another country and they're benefiting some rich company who poorly managed quarantine in australia yep and again i am raging about this one if if they want to be preaching about the waste of public funds, and we all have to suffer all the time from cutbacks to the NHS and cutbacks to everything, how can they waste $1.6 billion on a, on, a, on a thing where they could just employ some of us to do a good
0: job? Uh, and again, talking off rich people and stories which were given undue headlines, can we talk about Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg agreeing uh, to fight each other in a cage if, match? If they're not going to. Do,
1: do you not think? M- Musk? No. Like, if, if they do, they're, they're not even going to, like, do it properly. It will be like a grappling. There will be so many rules about whatever. Musk is not a manly man. There's so, no way. Just
0: just for context.
1: Zuckerberg is a robot who trains a little bit in these things, so I could believe that he'd pick a fight for fun. For sure.
0: So just to, yeah, for, for clarity here, Mr. Zuckerberg has legitimately won some jiu-jitsu competitions, but I'm sure, you know, people are like, oh, it's Mark Zuckerberg. Let's... Maybe let him win. Uh, but also he is No,
1: like you know, yeah, he's a,
0: he's a robot he's who ripped. takes
1: care of his physical health. Yeah, yeah.
0: he's he's a big uh brawl right now, he's very hench. Mr. Musk is fifty two yes. and it's the opposite. Mr. Musk
1: is, is, is podgy at best. Um he's doey. Yeah, so like, I like maybe he'll do it, but it won't be like a fight fight. It's not going to be like one of those YouTuber bouts where they actually train for a while and then have a full-on fist fight where they actually end up with bruises and broken bones <laughs> af- uh, afterwards, right? So
0: apparently this is going to take place in the Vegas Octagon, which is the competition it's mat practical. and the fenced area used for UFC fights. In uh, Las Vegas, Nevada. So, yeah. apparently, I mean, this is you know, this is on. This is happening. I, I, hope, where, it he, I hope it happens. Elon hope Musk a... tweeted that he's got a great move called the walrus, where he lies on top of his opponent and does nothing. Good one. So that, to me, is an indication Good of, one. I don't think this is going to be a particularly legitimate fight no. if it even happens in the first place. If, if it happens, it
1: might. And, you know, they love headlines. These guys,
0: especially Musk, loves being the news but once again it's, it's news and we're talking about it I mean we have to but why, but why is that why is this a thing because it's novel it's just
1: novel <laughs> these things don't happen so we talk about it when it does and um, that's always going to be the case of, of new things that happen are going to be more interesting than things that happen all the time we don't talk about every UFC fight and there's a bunch of rich people in the UFC fighting each other right that's uh, true uh, we don't talk about every billionaire every day whenever they, when they just like wake up and eat their breakfast uh, and then, like, abuse their staff, um, we should. But we don't have the time for it. There's just not... There's just not... We don't have the capacity to actually talk about all the things. Um, So we
0: talk about the novel ones. Okay, shall we take a brief detour onto what we've been watching, and then we'll finish up with some more fun news? I can make it super brief. Okay, so, so can I. So I have seen the new Spider-Verse movie and... Oh, I haven't yet. ...an episode of Black Mirror. The new Black Mirror. Uh ah. What have you seen? Okay.
1: I actually didn't finish anything properly, so I'm I can skip okay. I can skip rather than going I've watched a couple of episodes of this and that.
0: Well, I will tell you very briefly, Spider-Man: Across the Spider-Verse, which is the sequel to Into the Spider-Verse, yeah, is instantly my favorite movie of the year. Yeah, that's good to know. In the opening, maybe 3 minutes, I thought, well, this is already better than the original <laughs> because they just took Everything that did really well, worked really well in the first, and just made it even better. So the comic book stylings, they've leaned into even harder. So there are maybe three or four times where, just to give you one example, some things, there's some sort of reference made or someone says something, and just like you'd see in a comic book, a little rectangle pops up at the end to give you the explanation as to what they've just said, and then hyphen ed, as in like editor's note. That happens three or four times during the movie. Right. The amount of times where you're looking at a frame and it's been split into two different things happening. So let's say the top half of the screen, there's somebody walking away from a, a, a big wide a big wide shot. She's leaving her bandmates behind. And then the bottom half of the frame, it's a nice close-up of her face, both happening simultaneously. It is taken from a comic book. It is like watching an actual comic book on the screen. Yeah, yeah, and they, yeah. And they've leaned into it so hard. And I absolutely... Loved it. Yeah. It is the longest animation movie I believe ever made. Oh it's two hours twenty long. And it, when it ended, it was one of those movies where I was like, ended? No. I wanted I wanted more. Keep it going. Cool. So
1: I want to see it as soon as I can, yeah. And
0: I, I'm I'm going to avoid any sort of uh, plot spoilers, but basically they've added to the thanks. They've added to the cast substantially. So Oscar Isaac yeah, is yeah, now yeah, yeah. playing the role of Miguel O'Hara, who is the basically chief Spider-Man, as well as a bunch of other characters who are joining for the first time. Jason Schwartzman, I believe, is now one of the antagonists playing the spot. And it is just a phenomenal movie. And if you've got a big screen, watch on the biggest screen possible, the colours and the artwork. Incredible stuff. And some of the things they're doing, this is The total opposite of what we've often seen with cartoons and animated features over the last few years, which have been getting closer and closer to, we want to make this look as realistic as possible. This was as animated, as cartoony, as torn from the pages of comic books as you've ever seen it. There were some scenes which are painted in turquoise pastels, (laughs) even though, you know, realistically it's at night and it's... Yeah, yeah. The lighting's totally different. It's so interesting visually and it's fun and it's got a real interesting plot at the center of it and there's more to come because there's a third movie which has been greenlit it's coming out next year called beyond the spider-verse which is going to pick up uh, pick up the tales of this movie because there's still a lot of unanswered threads and take it on it's essentially a cliffhanger at the end of the second one so that is i think it's fantastic and also the amount of easter eggs in this movie well worth it Very, very much enjoy Easter eggs. Yeah, I always like
1: the films that kind of push their own artistic boundaries, like break their own rules. Like I like, I like when films bring in different, different features. But speaking of that, did you, you, you did notice the uh, the Lego animation portion?
0: Yes. Yep. Do you know the story
1: of a Lego animation portion?
0: I do not. But well, I know Chris Miller and Phil Lord who did the whole Lego movie stuff, they were very heavily involved in this movie. Yeah, I can't remember yeah, how, well, but they are. Um,
1: some random kid did some of the Lego animation for this film. Really? Yeah. They just Some some kid who made stop-motion Lego animations for Spider-Man's online just got asked to do something for the film. And there he, he did. As far as I'm aware, I have not seen it yet, so...
0: Yeah, go, go and see it. Biggest screen you can. But yeah, you can. And, uh, James, in fact, you know what? When it eventually comes on uh, Disney... Plus, then you can come over to our house if we actually get it oh, and watch it on our big 67-inch TV. That sounds like a good idea. Oh, it's, honestly, I, I think you'll love it. The TV and the movie. Nice, yeah. <laughs> and the house. Oh, so I'm, I'm just reading this now, yeah. So a 14-year-old kid from Toronto yeah. did a viral fan video and uh, he was yeah, asked asked to do it. For the, yeah, <laughs> to, for, the, for the to To animate film. that sequence of the movie. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't
1: wow. that cool? Good job, kid. Yeah, but yeah, anyway. I've tried to avoid spoilers for it. I've tried, because I do, one of the few films I actually think I, I care about that's coming out soon. So, while
0: well, that is out. Okay, I also watched an episode of Black Mirror. Have you watched any of Black Mirror yet? Not yet. Okay, I will give you a brief summary. I watched the episode called Beyond the Sea, which is the episode of Charlie Brooker's season six of Black Mirror, set in an alternate 1969 Space race. Okay, and essentially, it's Aaron Paul of Breaking Bad fame and Josh Hartnett, yes, former teen heartthrob, yes, who are the astronauts in question. And without going into any spoilery detail, it's it's very. It was a very interesting episode. It's basically a ninety-minute short film. I thought the performances were excellent from both the two leads, but also the supporting cast. However. It didn't feel like Black Mirror. Okay. Because, to me, Black Mirror has at times been... I mean, sure, there was parts of this episode which were quite unsettling and quite unnerving. Okay. But it it was not quite as genre-bending as Black Mirror has been in the past. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. it was fine. I enjoyed it in a really kind of, I uh, don't think I enjoyed it kind of way. Like, right. when I finished watching it, I felt a bit gross. Right. Yeah. But... D- did it do what Black Mirror does? Sure. Was it Black Mirror's best ever episode? Absolutely not. Okay. But was okay, it okay. was it fine? Yeah, it was fine. Yeah. I will watch the rest of it. But yeah, yeah. obviously, this is what happens when. it, a law of diminishing returns. Of course, it's the good stuff at the start is going to be great, but the more you do the same sort of material, especially when years have passed. Well, oh, yeah.
1: How how many times can you can you bend the rules of TV? Right. <laughs>
0: yeah, you can't. So you can't really rules. recapture yeah. lightning in a bottle, right?
1: Yeah, no, I, I I think something like Black Mirror has to evolve into just... Something else. Uh, a storytelling option for, uh, like, freedom to make things that I interest Charlie, you know? Here's a story that Charlie wants to make. Because I think they are going to be doing, like, horror stuff uh, and things like that. that are not really Black Mirror, but more just pure on horror, things like that. I'd, I'd love that. Like, if Black Mirror has kind of run its course in the old, like, um, uh, subverting expectations kind of thing... Um, sure, I think people kind of thought that only, his only job for a while was to be a message about how the future is bleak and technology is bad. Yep. Not really. It's just Charlie. It's just Charlie telling stories. Um, you know, So I think if it does evolve into other, other forms of story, that would be good. Because I kind of think of past episodes where it wasn't just about tech is bad. Uh, here's your expectations. Here's the subversion. There was just some that were a pretty basic story with maybe a little twist. True. Um that I, that I did enjoy you know so like yeah that sounds, that sounds fine and I I think obviously we can trust someone as creative and as sound of mind as Charlie to make more good things and they don't all, they don't all have to be perfect so
0: yeah, fair enough have you
1: watched anything uh i i'm i'm working on a few things but pretty slowly cuz uh i've been working more than usual i actually have mm. a, 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 one of them corporations looking over my Suck shoulder mad I got I got I got deadlines and things like that I I, I was so out of, of, I'm so out of the world. I I got a deadline, right? And I was like, all right, I finished it. And I think they had given me like three days of padding after the deadline because everyone else is so bad at their job. Because on the day of it, I finished it and I was like, all right, are we good to go for for publish? And they were like, no, 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 no. That's in like four days. Let's go to sit here for days after the job is done. (laughs) What? This blows my mind. Anyway, that's irrelevant. I'm just wasting my time on actual job right now, so I haven't watched as much. It's sad.
0: Fair enough. Well, dear listener, if you have finished or watched anything, let us know. Seesawparade at gmail.com. Written form or in audio. We love them both. Send them. Let's hear them. And maybe you watched Black Mirror and thought it was the greatest thing you've ever seen. Let me know. Maybe. Also, The Flash is out. I'd quite like to see that. And also, Fast (laughs) 10, your seatbelt is out. I've I not mean, seen that yeah, yet. like both mo-
1: both of those are more. I want to see it out of morbid curiosity. I, For I don't sure. really want to watch the flash because you know, Miller, creep. But it's just like, yeah, creep. But, but I need to see. I also do need to see the train wreck. I do like Michael Keaton. True.
0: Okay, let's finish the show. Let's talk about some more happy news, including the fact that interest rates have been raised in the UK for the 13th time. It's now at 5%. The Bank of England raised it from 4.5%. A half half percentage point. Highest level for 15 years since the financial crash in 2008. Wow. Which means... You know what?
1: What? We need to stop asking for... Bigger wages, Colin, is the fault of the working class. We have got to accept
0: we're poorer. Anyway, (laughs) this means that people who are on tracker loans, who are paying back loans generally, or tracker mortgages, I should say, repayments are going up. A lot. And, for example, if you're waiting to buy a house and a bank has offered you a mortgage, because when they offered you the mortgage several months ago, the interest rates were considerably lower... They may be like, hey, do you know we said we'd offer you that mortgage? Uh we changed our mind. They can do that. So they can do that. They can literally withdraw scum. the mortgage up until the day you get the keys. Actually just scum. Yeah. Actually scum. So that means um, that uh yeah, that's what's happening. Interest rate's now five percent, which means says Andrew Bailey, uh if they didn't raise rates now, it will be worse later. Yeah. He said, I understand the difficulty and pain it causes. And uh, that was about it.
1: Interest rates were were, were incredibly low, right? I'm not going to say, oh boy, we need interest rates to be at 1% for forever and ever and ever. Because it was. It was incredibly Um, low. They're low for a reason. They go high for a reason. Um, I feel like we don't have, as people, the working class, um, poor people especially, we don't have the ability for things to get more expensive. Yep. We've talked about this for years. People are already suffering, and they have been for years can't afford it all of these things all of the solutions that are just like let's make people's money less good and less valuable yes it might fix the system but i don't understand why the burden is almost always on making our money less good Mm -hmm. because yes it also makes like businesses have to stretch their resources as well but they should be able to Individuals, we, we can't be like, oh, I'm going to eat less now, you know? We can't be like, oh, I'm just going to freeze to death to save the money. Yeah. Um,
0: well, the, the idea is that the, the people in the middle and upper classes, maybe they just can't eat out uh, three times a week anymore. Yeah, they spend less frivolously. But there is no middle class
1: anymore. Even the middle class squeezed. already had stopped spending all of the extra money and had been squeezed. Sure. The upper yep. class interest rates isn't going to affect them as much as maybe taxation would, you know? Um, there's, there's, I, I, The complaint really is that raising interest is one of many options, um, and I'd like to see some of the other options just added to the mix, just sprinkled in
0: just a, a little bit, you know? Just a the touch. reason for all this, by the way, is because inflation is still sitting about 8%, which is uh, the highest in the EU, or certainly among the highest in the EU. Still stubbornly high. Our debt high. is
1: also high uh, above 100% of GDP again for the first time in a while. Like We're doing pretty badly. Um, and yeah, the inflation the in- and stuff as well. They always blame us for having too much money and spending too much money and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. You look at it. No, no, no. There's way more to it than that. But we always are the ones getting the blame.
0: Okay, let's move on and talk about Andrew Tate. This is the... Influencer, who has now been charged in Romania alongside his brother Uh... with human trafficking, rape, and forming an organised crime group to sexually exploit women. So both Mr. Tate and his brother Tristan and two other associates all face charges, they've all denied the allegations, appeared in court for the first time on Wednesday, and both of them saying they looked forward to being found innocent. So they've been on house arrest, I believe, since March... Uh, yep, yeah, they were arrested in December last year. They've been there for about six months, and this I'm sure will drag on for quite some time. But yeah, now they've actually been charged with doing bad things. Yeah, um, and again, charged. You know, doesn't mean mm-hmm. guilty.
1: And I, I like, I, I, would like to be on the side of people who always say, "In this, proven guilty." However, I find it very hard to be charitable to a person who's, who's, who's. Yeah output into the world is toxic and bad, who has bragged about going to live in this specific place to break these specific rules because he can just pay his way out of trouble, mm-hmm. literally saying such things. It's kinda hard to be like, oh but maybe he's innocent. There's no way. The only thing that could that could go wrong is like mistrials and stuff like that. He could get away with it all, but it is mm-hmm. it is things that, it's stuff that has happened. He deserves all of this. He's an evil person. And again, because we're on a podcast and some people listen, and you clearly, if you're listening to this podcast, are online sometimes, if you have found yourself maybe engaging with Tate content. Somewhat inadvertently sometimes. Yeah. Or maybe people who stand up for Andrew Tate and who say, no, no, he's he's just misunderstood. He's being funny. He's got a good message. and maybe stop listening to those people maybe stop listening to those people like and i i'm i'm not being nice about it i'm just stop <laughs> Like, there is a line, right? There has to be a line, right? And the line got crossed a long time before this. But now he's getting arrested in the very country he bragged about being unarrestable in. Funny that. He's getting charged in the country that he bragged about being able to bribe his way out of trouble in.
0: Okay, let's talk about Silvio Berlusconi. Yeah, funny that. Former Italian prime minister who, of course, was beset. Bad people. Die by sometimes. allegations. And the fact <laughs> that he was just a bad guy, he died. He was 86. Yes, yeah, rich people Billionaire died. Billionaire, media tycoon, former owner of AC Milan. He entered politics at the, uh, the head of his own party, Forza Italia, in the 90s. And then he led three governa- governments between 1994 and 2011, trying to make a comeback in... Uh, actually succeeded in making a comeback in 2017, despite the fact that for years... His career had been tainted by provable sex scandals, yeah. corruption, and a conviction for tax fraud. Yeah,
1: you see, like so, you see when like yeah. Trump does all of these things and gets away with it, and everyone's like, "How is this possible?"
0: Well, it's possible.
1: It's also kind of happened already. But <laughs> I mean, no, it's just again, it's just another rich bad person dying, and then, like obviously, death is bad. I feel like the family might be crying a bit, and oh no, I'll pat their heads and whatnot, but. He's not going to do any more damage because yeah. he's
0: dead. He was the prime minister on three spells across nearly 20 years, including the Clinton, Bush and Obama administrations. And um, that's I it. I bet
1: he was seen as a strong individual <laughs> and a force to be reckoned
0: he's with. He's been called here one of the most influential men in the history of Italy. So I can think of at
1: least one person who was more influential. He...
0: He's the guy who is friends with Vladimir Putin and sent him bottles of vodka for his most recent birthday. I not a good guy. That's great. Not a good guy. Good guy. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's move on. We've talked about that. Let's talk about Liz Truss.
1: <laughs> oh, people! People! Evil people sometimes aren't dead yet.
0: Wow. She. You know, this. This is an interesting one. So she has been given. It's just hilarious. She's done an interview. <laughs> it's, it's just where just so funny, man. On the Daily Star's website, you may remember when Liz Truss was Prime Minister, the Daily Star launched a live stream of a lettuce. And eventually that lettuce outlasted Truss's chaotic market crashing period as Prime Minister of this country.
1: One of the finest media moves of the, of the
0: millennium very, so far. Very funny. But Liz Truss, of course, has not seen the funny side. She said, I don't <laughs> think this was particularly funny. I think it's puerile. And she snapped at the interviewer for even asking the question. This was at RTE in, in Ireland. Uh, she was speaking whilst at the uh, European Broadcasting <laughs> Union's so stupid, man. offices in Dublin. And yeah, clearly was very upset sure. by the comparison to the lettuce. Is that valid? Sure. I mean, it's valid to be upset. If something's upsetting
1: you, your, your upsetness is valid, but sometimes your upsetness is valid and also hilarious because it just makes it funnier, right? right. It was already funny, the lettuce, Liz, trust trust. The, f- the fact that she's bothered by it is
0: yeah. even funnier. Did I think you know the only that- thing you can do in a situation like that is laugh about it. Because that it's it's funny. You have to, you have to. to.
1: It's she can't be doing this, Oh, it's puerile. It's <laughs> so childish.
0: It's so telling
1: how fragile she is, and and then she's also like I, I think I, quite she's right in one thing. In this same interview, she says that the media doesn't understand economics very well. Um, I think she's trying to suggest but she, she doesn't does neither. Sounds so like funny. projection, Liz. I don't know what her goal is. Is she trying to make a comeback? Is she trying to prolong her career? Yep. She needs to stop. Um, I, I, one of the funny things for me that is that I was that was drawn to my attention this week is that in her Wikipedia page, the lettuce is in her sidebar. There's a hyperlink to the lettuce, <laughs> and I think that if nice. your sidebar in Wikipedia includes one of the finest jokes ever made
0: about you. You've done something wrong. <laughs> okay, well, talking of doing things wrong, did you see all the furore on the uh, the right side of politics and the right of social media over the uh, school ah. where purportedly a pupil was using a litter box in a hallway to go to the bathroom? Well, no, this, this is, is a different, different one. one. Actually, oh, a different about one, it. Colin.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Let me tell you about it.
0: So that was in America. Because I saw that this one, to, and that got, that got kiboshed very quickly as complete this bollocks.
1: Yeah, that was, that was actually a lie. And then this happened in the UK, um, where in, oh, okay. there was a recording of a teacher telling off a pupil for not respecting somebody's pronouns. The pupil responded, how can they be a cat if they're a boy or, or something along those lines? And the media was reporting this as, teacher tells off student for not respecting someone's identity as a cat. Can oh, you believe right. this? Can you believe these these woke teachers? They think that children can identify as cats, and it must be respected. Turns out that everyone who was reporting like, like on it like that, including like pretty significant names, including some people who are very much trying to grift for the right while while having teacher positions, they were lying. Mm-hmm. There was nobody identifying as a cat. It was a child making up a joke about something like an a, a, attack helicopter-esque joke. Let's say oh, okay. about somebody's actual gender identity. Sure. They were comparing gender identity to saying something akin to "How can they be a cat?" So the teacher was telling them off just for not respecting somebody's gender identity, which sounds pretty normal and good for a teacher to do. And the fact that right-wing media exploded about this again is very telling of just how broken our media system is and how broken people are about the the trans the transgender.
0: Um, debate Shall we say the, the school itself Had to put out a statement To say To be clear Nobody in our school Identifies as a cat It's
1: crazy That, uh, that That's a yeah. headline That headline Can only exist In a world Where there is just Crazy panic About something That is not worth All of that panic mm-hmm. And it that's is true. driven And it Again, to remind everyone, the only reason we are having this debate is because some rich American lobby groups and Christian groups decided that to weaken the LGBT part of society, they needed to make the LGBT implode and fight each other. So they made trans people the target. This is deliberate. And it is ongoing. This would have been no news. I can think of a billion times children said things like this and teachers told them off. It would have never gotten headlines if it wasn't for this manufactured panic around trans people.
0: Shall we finish with some slightly more positive, but still very sad news? More positive, still sad? Sure thing. That sounds like the podcast. This is the (laughs) results. This is the results of a large scale study on 17 and a half Americans who were on food stamps at the turn of the century. So using data from the 2000 census in the states and the 2001 to 2013 American Community Survey linked to the usage of food stamps on the programme between 1961 and 1975. Basically, this study looked and at I, millions just to, of people...
1: Just sorry, 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 just to interrupt. I kind of took a little second to process that. 17 and a half million, million Americans. You d- I think you just said Americans. 17 and a half Americans. And I spent and a half the, whole last, the last 20 seconds being like, how did they study half an American?
0: Because <laughs> they gave up after a while.
1: Maybe so, you said million and I just didn't hear you, but we will clarify, only We will only find out... Very large... Very, very large study.
0: Yes. We'll find out in the edit if I said 17 and a half million. But anyway, huge study <laughs> looked at the people who had food stamps to see if in later life as adults, was it a benefit? And lo and behold, it turns out that children with access to greater help and economic resources before the age of five have better outcomes as adults. What? Wow. So And
1: tell me, Colin, tell me, Colin, though. Does that is that just like a sunk cost for the nation?
0: Do we just give well, those on. children a free ride into their adulthood? Hold on. I want to give you some of the actual facts here. So this, based on 17.5 on. million Americans, yes. an extra year of life expectancy. That's a lot. A decrease in the likelihood of being incarcerated, ending up in prison. Oh, that's cool, an yeah. An 8% increase in the quality of where they live. Uh-huh. a 3% increase in economic self-sufficiency, mm-hmm. so basically mm-hmm. being able to keep themselves alive, and a 6% increase in essentially improvement in quality of life as well. So all of these things, good. Yes. But paying for other people to eat food because they don't have the money themselves, to some people, bad. Indeed. Let's not help the poor people. However... Punish
1: them. I don't think it's in this summary of the of the study. Uh, it, might, it might be. However... It was also found that for every cent, because this is an American study put in, society gets like 60 something back net from these people that were on food stamps and getting the support they needed compared to people who didn't get the support they needed. That's a huge turnover. Like it's a huge amount of money back from the investment put into these kids. And it's what we've always said, us people with like morals, you know, if you support somebody as a society, they grow up they end up paying back way more than the support ever cost. It's kind of like the idea of like giving homeless people help is cheaper than just having them be homeless for society. All of these things that are true. It's crazy to me that we're in the, the 2020s and we're still debating like whether it's worth, m- fiscally worth it to help people. But no, it's good to see a very large study come out and prove not only does helping people actually help them, but we get our money back and more.
0: Yep. Society benefits too. But I guess for the people in charge, it's like, hey, we don't want to spend the money. Oh, yeah. That's money stamps. spending now. Imagine yeah. spending the money
1: now when we could keep the money now instead of like getting this it is, back later on in taxes and a better society.
0: But this is like a human condition. There is a study which was done to say, hey, do you want 30 quid now or do you want to wait for a year, I'll give you forty-five quid, and basically the vast majority of people say, "I'll take thirty quid now, please." <laughs> so even if there's quid a me. large benefit for waiting, inflation
1: rates over a year and a half. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but actually, might be worth less in twelve months time. But that's the the re, the reaction, which is oh, small gain now or small expense now, rather than greater reward later. We'll st- we'll still go for the short term. Yeah, exactly. Even if waiting and, and, is actually more profitable.
1: Yeah, and that's why that's why all the parties get away with these things, like cutting child support and making it harder to raise families and making people have to be more independent. And they all talk about it being family values and encouraging people to like carry carry their own weight and stuff like that. But it is proven wrong. It's, it's mm-hmm. proven that the best we can do as society is help everyone in society. And the cheapest thing we can do is help everyone. And the most profitable thing we can do is help everyone. But as you're saying, because of this like short-term mindset, it's very convincing to just say, oh, no, 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 we'll save the money now. We'll save it now. Yeah.
0: But also just as, as humans, as we've talked about, we are very callous about other people because we look at the way they're living their lives or they're spending all their money on alcohol and drugs so you can't be helped you're just giving them free money they're just going to leech off the government yeah so let's not do it whereas yeah, yeah. The, the bigger picture of no everybody needs help now and yeah. again that's that's Indeed. the that's the argument you can't argue with that everyone needs yeah, help Yeah, everyone needs help and then
1: and then like it's, it's actually just cheaper to help them <laughs> like why wouldn't you do the cheap thing it's cheaper to
0: help yeah. them and it's better for society but hell, oh,
1: yeah People in this country don't see it like that. People in most countries don't see it like that. It's, 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 it's sad. That's um, true. I, I, hopefully, that true. Hopefully, things are changing. We've got mass studies out, like this one, coming out, proving that the years of like a little bit of a, a support network and a safety net is helping. Okay. So the more of these studies that come out, surely, surely all of those economics thinkers will come out and be like, oh, actually, economics, maybe
0: we misunderstood it. Is society getting better? As a whole? Uh,
1: it depends on your measurements uh, for sure. There are some things that are getting worse. Inequality is on the rise. And when inequality yep. is on the rise, um, health is worse. Um, yep. Happiness is worse. And I don't mean health is worse just on average. When inequality is on the rise, even the rich people's health is worse. Even the rich hmm. people's happiness is worse. Um, so there are things that are just getting worse. Even if you look at other measurements and things are getting better, like we've got lower alcohol deaths year on year, things like that. We've got lower murder rates year on year, things like that. Okay, well. And like, obviously, 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 human rights are advancing. Gay rights sure. are getting cemented here and there in America. They're trying very hard to undo all that and it's yet to be judged. Um, as we said, that was a, that's a whole scheme, but it looks like the people behind those schemes aren't as united as they maybe once were, right. so, like I am still, I wouldn't quite say optimistic, but I'm not pessimistic.
0: I'm pessimistic. We're all screwed.
1: People suck. <laughs> World's on fire. Nobody's doing anything about it. I mean, I mean, no, yeah, yeah. Society, we're doing, but the, but the, but the, we're burning. Did you know? Did you know? Just to make you super depressed, did you know that since the Paris Climate Agreement, we've actually increased our emissions globally? <laughs> if you measure really? them accurately, instead of like using the doctored wow. numbers from different countries, that does, doesn't surprise yeah, me because all slightest. the different countries just doctor their numbers to say like, yeah, we've been cutting emissions, but if you add them all mm-hmm. together, we had a little dip in the pandemic because of course we did, and we're at record levels of emissions again. Yay!
0: Hey. Yeah, as I say, the world's doomed. Uh, yeah. People are selfish. Companies are selfish. Yep. People act in their own interest rather than the interest yep. of society as a whole. Yep. And um, life is meaningless. And that is why you should just let people live their life as happily
1: as they can, instead of like trying yeah. to force them into like what you think would make them the happiest.
0: For sure. I Myself and Graham did have a serious conversation about um, just leaving the country and just living somewhere else far away from everybody I else. mean,
1: honestly, if there was a country that seemed good, I'd be considering it too, but every time you just look at the actual stats of a country, it's
0: like, oh, that get yeah, that one sucks too. Oh, oh, great. That one sucks too, yeah. Norway looks pretty good, to be honest. It's very expensive. Very expensive. Well, yeah, that's the other thing. And also, neither of us speak Norwegian, and Graham's aptitude for learning languages is, is, is subpar. Yeah, yeah. You can say goodnight in Gaelic, so that's a start. Oh, that's good. <laughs> anyway... If you would like to get in touch with the show... Please do. Tell us about your opinion on the world and society. Are we going downhill? Is there there any point? Have your emissions decreased? (laughs) What's your carbon footprint? Are you making enough of an effort? Or are you you at fault for the fact the world's on fire? You know, I... I'm going to not joke about it because if you aren't
1: making an effort, I don't care. Your impact is so small as an individual that I don't care. It is all on the rich people and the, and the corporations. Yep, You've got zero power. Don't let them make you feel guilty.
0: Yep, absolutely. Don't do it. Zero guilt. Okay. On that note, James, lovely to talk to you as always. Thanks for the chat. <laughs> all right. Thanks for listening. All right. And the next time we do this episode, ideally, I will be in a house. Ooh, hope so. But talking of pessimism, <laughs> oh, no, I'm unconvinced. Okay. <laughs> oh dear. We're gonna wait. Right. We're gonna wait because, like, there's, there's these interest rates are still are still climbing. I'm just waiting on that message from my mortgage advisor to be like, hey, I know you guys are meant to be getting the keys in a few days, but uh, TSB have pulled their offer. Sorry, man. I, if that happens, man, <laughs> that would be a bad just time. A
1: disaster. Yeah. Uh, but anyway. you've got to support them, and it would be okay. We'll cross that bridge when we come to it, alright Have a good one. Thank you, everybody. Bye, bye.